4: Middle call, baby. Hey.
5: Sundays for two things,
6: John. You know what those two things are? I I was going to make a joke, but yeah, I I don't. I probably wouldn't have landed well. So what? (laughs) God in football. (laughs) Okay, got in football. (laughs) That's that's not even funny. That's just truth.
5: Just the truth, man. I think they took today
6: you down. down in the south, guy. That's Saturdays also forgotten football in the fall. Yep, yep. Well, Saturdays, uh, yeah, and in Texas, they, the, they Jew, tell you for, the, Jew, the Jews day for God. Is that well, the, the Jews are they? I feel like the Jews probably lean a little more pro football than college football. <laughs> I, I bet if we went New York, Philly, L.A., New yeah. York. Yeah, feels like you. You know, I think probably the the tribe leans a little more. I think they feel just more pro football, Yankees. You know, (laughs) I I don't know if like huge Jewish following Alabama, Georgia, LSU. I would guess their uh, I though
5: their their enrollment in uh, that demographic's probably gone up in recent years as it's gotten cooler to go there. Um, probably not the probably higher in some other places
6: that uh, maybe don't play major college football. Yeah ivy's i yeah I you know I that's don't know. unfair i mean was, you're we got state school guy right here that's right in some circles they'd say failure but yeah <laughs> yeah you know are, are you the uh the apple of everyone's eye in the community probably not but <laughs> we ran into a, a fellow jewish man uh when we were walking around practice mike silver mike silver <laughs> dared showed his face john look where he went to school
5: cal berkeley Berkeley, he did not. Um, he did not seem rattled. did Not seem uh, like he was afraid to show up. Discouraged at all by uh, Niners Twitter, which uh, has deemed him persona non grata. He, grata. he was he was pretty grata. He was pretty grata today.
6: <laughs> he was. We talked a lot of Davis High. Uh, Davis High athletics. <laughs> that guy, man, what a nice guy. I love yeah, his yeah. voice. God, what a great voice. I, I think Twitter has a false sense of these guys that have been in it. You know, I mean, well before that have been like reporters well before laptop computers existed, like they went in front of people every single day. Say what you want. Like, I'm not a Skip Bayless guy. Skip Bayless is probably half of his career. He's going with a pen and a piece of paper in front of players and coaches, right? For 20 plus years. Yeah. Toe to toe, face to face with the people you just ripped. Yeah. Uh, and and I would also say that. the ripping, there's a difference between silver Saying arm fatigue and everyone acting like you rip it. And back in the 90s, writing a column like, fire this guy week two, right? Or this guy should get cut from the big league roster in, you know, early May. Like, I mean, these columns, we all, you and I grew up in a, in, a, in an era where you picked up a paper and there were a couple columns that were just fucking throwing blows. Those people saw the coach and the players the next day, every single time. Yeah. There we was not like, to ask. He's just blogging from his basement.
5: <laughs> we forgot to ask silver and i regretted it we were walking to the other side of the field after he had gone on to whatever he was going to do and um we didn't ask him if he'd done any of the um what is it the echinacea with aaron Rodgers? What what is it What is aaron's thing
6: Uh, yeah, I don't don't know exactly how to say it. I, I could, I got higher or something. Well, yeah, you said it, you said it pretty good out of practice. Yeah, but but then I'm thinking about, I saw Pac-Man say it to Bosa in an I am athlete little, uh, little Instagram story. And I don't think I was saying it quite right, but I did get forwarded the video of the dude that Aaron Rodgers went on his podcast. That's the word it went viral, right? Uh, whoever that guy is, he, he used to have like seven girlfriends, he is now in a uh, one-woman relationship. He used to be open relationships. Mm-hmm. He always said, I told everyone. Everyone was on the same page. Now he's dating one girl. Someone mm-hmm. forwarded me her page. She's banging the drums with incense singing. I posted it to Instagram. If you want to check it out, that's kind of the crew. You know, That's not Blue. That's somebody else. This is... Did you see the picture of the guy Aaron Rodgers did the interview with? Who kind of, in a weird way, it looks like Rodgers. You know, he's got, but he's got a tat, a little older. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, no, no. Well, the, the way everyone found out that he was doing psychedelics was on this guy's podcast. This guy's a famous right. guy. He's kind of in the circle of uh, what's his name? Aubrey Marcus is his name. Okay, and okay, and Aubrey Marcus is big deal for a long time. Was he was a swinger? That's How he got pretty famous. He was like a motivational speaker with some weird stuff. But he was in open relationships. No longer in it with this girl who posted. She's really into it. So now Rogers, who if you can see, you know they took a picture together. Okay, yeah, I see. what you that, we mark. Mark is a good looking, kind of a si- little older, but similar vibes. And they're just they're just vibing, guy. A lot of vibes. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. psychedelics. Who's, By we the gotta way, destigmatize, destigmatize it, guy.
5: I, I, uh, one, ha ha, on the stream says one, ayahuasca session can cure lifelong addictions. That's what Pac Man, the ayahuasca, ayahuasca. Not you don't say the a. Ayahuasca.
6: I, I don't know. <laughs> um, was just
5: I was watching. I'm on season two of The Sopranos. You're right on time. <laughs> And well, once all the characters start dying in real life, I thought I should watch the show. And Did they killed the a fat guy on the boat already. Um, fat guy on the boat, they definitely killed a guy on the boat.
6: Yeah. Tony was well, there and killed him. Yeah. One of their crew who yeah, turned yeah. on him.
5: Uncle Pussy says, while uh, the young guy Daniel is like, he's been shot several times, spoiler alert, and um, He's in the waiting room of the emergency room and he says positive vibes only. Uncle Pussy? Yeah, Uncle Pussy. Is that where positive vibes only came from? Did it come from the Sopranos? Cuz I feel like I became aware of positive vibes only, you know, within the last I don't know 3 years, what I feel as like old as not uh, 2009
6: or whatever this show was. It wouldn't be crazy. I feel like Portnoy and and Dave do that, and uh, Big Cat do that a lot when they're gambling, right? You know, it's like a, they say it like positive vibes only. When you're down yeah. seven points, you need them to cover. Like, come on, right. we can turn it around. Yep. That's where, to me, positive vibes only is really coming strong from like, the gambling community. Uses yeah. it like when you yep. when you're not in great shape going into like coming out of the second half. You know, like we need some good vibes here. Yeah. So I don't. So I don't, I, yeah, I, I heard it. I don't know if Uncle Bussy from, did
5: say that's. That's pretty awesome. Oh, he said it, John. Um, Shout out to Endo, who uh, was kind enough to take a photo of us. John Middlecoff, nice tan. He said, Niner practice on Sunday. Guy, you need some sun. I'm in the process of getting it. I'm doing the best I can. John does look very tan. You Looks
6: get a, Do you we get help. a lot of consistent sun at the new place, or do you still get the marine layer? Good, Good amount of sun. Yeah. Not as much marine layer as just... Fifteen minutes closer to the city? Like no, not I could. I could use a little. Um, maybe I could use outside, a little
5: help. You gotta a get outside those start, doors. A little sun start. jump start. You know, a little <laughs> jump start.
6: Yeah, I, I would approach outdoors kind of like the cat does. Just get out there and roam, baby. Get out there <laughs> and roam. I can use a little help. Artificial help. Yeah, I've been able um, to do that too.
5: Am <laughs> uh, um, Amado Amado Aquino on the stream says Tito's and Raising Cane's lemonade. Oh. Never had raisin canes. Have you had
6: raisin canes? No, never, never have. Feels like they've kind of moved west, hasn't it? Have, have they? See, I've noticed them. Um, I think a billboard driving to my mom's house in Davis on on the uh, on the eighty. I think they put one really? in Davis actually. Raising canes, huh? So yeah, I mean, I don't sleep on uh you know a good chicken chain coming west.
5: Looks like um, pulling up a map here. Yeah, looks like there's.
6: I, I definitely haven't seen one in, in kind of the East Bay, I feel, but wouldn't put it past anyone to be somewhere. Davis, Vacaville? New one yeah, near Vacaville, the Oakland Airport?
5: Right. Vacaville, yeah, I, I, I passed the one, one. by the
6: I've passed the one by the Oakland Airport. There's one in Davis. Yeah, I know that's why I said, they just put oh, one you in by that. the billboard yeah, on the way. Why, to you know, it's you would one think Fair that Oaks.
5: would Davis you know? I guess it's doing okay. One just south of Sacramento. Um, yeah, I'll edit this stuff out of the podcast later. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I, but I don't see any in like Nevada. I think it's just, I don't see any in Arizona. I don't see any in Utah. I don't see any in New Mexico. Maybe the guy is a soft spot for UC Davis. Oh,
6: I, I thought in the Southern guy, Nevada, the, Southern Nevada. I think the guy was an LSU grad. I mean, I think they started, I'm pretty sure could be, it could be another chicken chain uh that's it's where it kind of started in louisiana again could be could be wrong on that one
5: uh no blah blah blah. there's a one in uh gustavo says there's one coming to palm springs coming to vacaville uh, oakland airport uh no tom jam says no h waska yeah hiawaska waska waska, waska. Oh, the yeah. chat is uh, very concerned that it was a bad trade. Lance Alexander says, terrible trade day. Um, uh, but bo- 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 there was another.
6: Yeah, there's been some trade. Some trade. I, I, listen. So maybe I, I people just, were there. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think the the big J's, they they just got to put it out there on Twitter. It's like, shouldn't you guys throw this up on your websites? Or, you, you know, like we we wait to give our breakdown, I don't know for our business. I, I think it's just so crazy. I, I think about this during football time because all these people are working for different people or themselves. They just give away all the good shit for free. I mean, it's Jack or whoever's – or I don't even Jack doesn't run Twitter anymore, which is Elon. incredible. It's, they don't. No, I think Elon's backing out. What well, uh, Parag, I think, is the guy's the CEO's name now, right? Is that does that sound familiar? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, not Parag. The 49ers Prague, but yeah, another Prague. It's just, uh, they just give it away. Like uh, you remember ESPN. They used to like make you out, do a little blurb. So you like drives you back to their website. I just, come on guys. Yeah, I, I don't understand is, like, how their bosses and their corporate people are like, we got to change the strategy here. I, I don't, don't care.
5: Gonna, not my problem. Not my problem either, but it's just, it seems crazy to me. Why are you, why are you alerting them to the situation?
6: Well, it, it wouldn't stop them, guy. They're not, there's no hesitating. That's everyone goes right to it. Like, it's like a crack addict. Uh, John,
5: let's tell the people about our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. Happy 25th anniversary. We just passed that on Tito's. 25 years Tito's been going at it. John and the Tito's hat and the Tito's helmet. You would. That's basically you when the defense is on the field. You hold your Tito's helmet. You put your Tito's hat on and wait for your chance to drop back out and take another deep shot. Would it be
6: weird if I went to our next practice and I just took the helmet and I just held it on the side the whole time? Would that be weird? Uh,
5: Would it be weird? Absolutely, it would be weird. Should it be done? Could it be done? Would someone come up to me and say,
6: get rid of it? Or do people leave me alone? I don't think anyone would say anything. I think, I think someone would be like, have... are you here for autographs? And you would say, I don't know. Is Tito Beverage here? I think some players might notice be like, bro, that's a pretty sweet helmet. I'd be like, Yeah, I know, George. It is. <laughs> Why don't you do a rep with this one? Yeah. Hey, I don't it. think it's uh, I don't think the players
5: association would approve of uh of that helmet. But not they quite as to. protective. Uh I'll tell you what I did Saturday night, John. I cracked my favorite ginger beer. I spun the top off of my one of my many bottles of tito's i filled the glass with ice and i joke 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 joke, poured them all together and i put old school on the tv and that was a good good hour and a 90 minutes or whatever old school is it is the number one vodka america's original craft vodka since tito beverage built his own distillery back in 95 put his life savings in it and
6: started winning awards yeah, I had multiple John Daly's yesterday. Uh, I, I just I, I think about Tito's daily. It's a huge part of my life. I obviously wear a lot of their swag uh, because I, <laughs> I, I just want their branding all over me. And uh, you should, too. Go buy yourself a bottle of Tito's. Like you said, we're going to keep saying it. Take yourselves pictures when you guys are out and about. Football season, it feels like the drinking gets a strong summer, but I feel like it gets ramped up, at least our core listeners in the – Because Sunday might as well be a Friday night for a lot of our people and uh, even Saturday as well. So show us. Remember last year, people sending us pictures like on the first hole with like a handle of Tito's and playing like a twosome. You're like, geez, you guys guys aren't messing around. So uh, forward anything, Instagram or Twitter. It's just our names. Fire it. However, email any way possible. We we, uh, we love seeing the pictures of you guys with Tito's yeah we appreciate that for sure simple
5: smooth every sip as easy as the last tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in austin texas 40 percent alcohol by volume namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly definitely please do that and uh, have a great time and share with us do it iceman on the stream says is the lock of the week coming back you know, for people who might be new to the show, and since the end of last football season, we have a lot of people new to the show. Last week, last year, do you remember the numbers on the lock of the week? I think we got up over four thousand dollars. I think we won
6: at one point, we had won, I want to say, 13 bets in a row. Yeah, well, one of them was like a parlay, so it paid yeah. out like eighteen hundred dollars. What were we betting the game? 300, I think. Yeah, yeah, we started After the shower with, thinking, I've, I think we started with 500. What did we start with? 250? No. Each? I, I thought we the like maybe 150. 150 each and 300. Yeah, sounds right. I was thinking the shower today, like first bet of the year, 500 bucks, 250 yeah. each. Nine I, like bears, I already kind of like that one.
5: <clears throat> I like that a lot. So anyway, we had uh, by the end, we ended up right back where we started because I think we put everything that we had left. How did we finish that
1: off?
6: Yeah, if we got a little bored. We kind of made some stupid bets. It, it was I, I think we just need to be boring. You know, just hit like irons off the tee. I, we got yeah. bored. We're like, let's take the driver. Three-team parlay. Let's throw Lane Kiffin in here. Uh, Robert Solomon. Lane. What are we doing? We took Lane. Alabama, it, like minus 24. And the, it and was like, Lane, yeah, it was just going back and forth. It was, it, it was tough. Oh, that's right. We were going to
5: buy Super Bowl tickets with our winnings. That was part of the deal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if, if we if we were if we'd positioned but the, ourselves the reality up, is
6: even if we kept got to like nine thousand dollars, we would be able to afford one ticket.
5: Yeah, as it turned
6: out, we you're right. Yeah, we so. could have bought like VR headsets and pretended we were there. Yeah, been outside in like the little lake that Stan built. Did you see the thing? I tweeted this yesterday. The Chargers put out a video, you know, just run of the mill practice video. Some uh, like DBs doing some stuff. D lineman. And I think the point of the video was like, look who's here. It was like Sean Merriman in like Chargers, you know, shorts right next to Khalil as he's doing a couple like bag drills. Well, their field honestly looks pretty shitty. It it just kind of looked old. But then when they went to Khalil doing these drills, it looked like he's in a hazard. Like if this was a golf course, it would have been a water hazard. Like where does Dean have these guys practicing? And I can imagine real estate and especially the amount you would need, right? In Southern California to run a NFL football practice can't be cheap. He had to pick the cheaper land that he could find. Like he didn't find the premium land because I remember going working a guy out one time at a high school where NFL players practice. I forget the name of the high school. It's close to where like Kim and all those people live in Calabasas. Like and I just remember walking on, places? thinking like this place is fucking incredible. And then I see Dean's practice field. The grass looks dead. Khalil's in like a literally a water hazard, you know, hitting this thing like, God damn, this guy's cheap.
5: I'm I'm scrolling through a bunch of Twitter videos. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it might be two or three days old. I mean, it'd gotcha. be hard to. Oh, why can't they just practice at SoFi? It's empty right now, asked Trip on the stream. Well, yeah, John, his- build <laughs> theirs. They pay, they pay their dollar rent a year, John. They should be treated as equals. Chargers Charging. in Costa Mesa behind Ikea, says Norland. Is that true? Probably. does not look like an Ikea area. It looks like a place where they haven't cut down a tree in a long time. But yeah. uh, All right. Many people have been asking about it. Trey Lance is Sunday. How did it go? What stood out? Um, there was good and bad. I mean, he made what... You turned to me and said, Was that the best throw of camp that we've seen? And I said, Yes, it was. It's a very nice play. Like poor, a poor,
6: poor man's play. version of because Rodgers was longer. Last year, week three, the Rodgers passed to Devontae to get them into field goal range. Remember Fred dropping back? Fred leaps over Fred's hands. Devontae's right. Just the now again, Rogers was double the length it felt like. Uh, but similar, right? Linebacker dropping. Leaping, back backup linebacker who's who's pretty long, over Oren his Burks. head, right to right to eleven, beautiful touch pass. He can make that pass. Kyle would do cartwheels right consistently. That that's right one to one I, of the hardest passes to make in the league. Yeah, right to Ayuk with
5: Charvarius Ward defending him. I thought it was an interception when he threw the ball when he let it go. I thought that's a pick. And Ayuk kind of came out of nowhere to be right in the right spot.
6: You were just ahead. They, they were coming.
5: Yes. Yes. The the bad throws were coming. Um, still has not I, – I feel like he misses throwing to Debo more than he misses throwing to anybody else. I I do not have uh, the data to back that up, but that's just the – several days now going to practices. I think most consistently misses to Debo. I don't know if he's forcing on the ball. If they're not on the same – whatever. I don't know. Um, the interception to Fred Warner – I need to check the All-22, John. I don't I, I don't know who was in the area or who he was throwing it to. It looked just like
6: Fred Warner was the only guy in the area, guy. Well, it, it was your classic Fred Warner pick, right? Um, now, now, in fairness to him, Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown that pick in games. Eric Hendricks, Luke Keekly. That, that pick has been thrown before by 49ers quarterbacks in important spots. So it's it's not like... We're coming. We say this all the time. This is not a Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers transition. Like that play has been made. Shit. Now, Jimmy's thumb, it turns out to be injured. It's the pass against uh, Tennessee. I remember he threw one of the worst picks you've ever seen. Last year, there was a pick in the week 18 Rams game, one of the worst picks. So it's Jimmy is thrown, but it was that level, right? It's like the, if you're sitting on your couch and your, your guy does it, you fall out of your chair. Right. You you look at whoever you're watching it with, like, was this the National Football League? Like, what what just happened? It's the worst picks, right? Because you just it's one thing like on a deep out, the guy times it. It's another thing, the linebacker, and you just like hit the linebacker in his numbers. And you're like, where's what what what, at least the on the deep out pick six, you're like, there is a receiver, there is a route, right? You're just late. The, the linebacker was no one around him. Like, did you for did you blank out and think that he was the tight end?
5: Was somebody supposed to be there that wasn't? Yeah, but you predetermined there, I'm there. going to that area. Yeah. This is not ever a conversation about whether they'd be better. Off, like, the, none of this conversation has anything to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, which is the point you were making. I saw I'm agreeing with you, but I, I there's no part of me that forgets how inconsistent and sometimes. Uh, unbelievable some of the mistakes were. It's not about that. It is about watching a single practice and talking about the things that happened at that practice. And um, it was not his best practice. We've seen better. Now, I do think that's where next word this week comes into play, right? This week uh, they play a preseason game. And then the next week, it's really a big deal because then they go to a joint practice and you know i mean we know to some degree like fred warner's one of the best linebackers in the league and i think we part of how we watch this thing is through the lens of who you're going up against i think you made the point when the niners did the drill where they run offense from the 2 yard line going out not red zone how frustrating it must be to play against a really good defense and the niners are very the thing about the niners defense this is a trade conversation is how deep it is with like blue chip bodies Like here's Kinlaw and here's Drake Jackson and even Omenahu. Where where did Charles Omenahu go to college? University of Texas, right? Like, and he looks like it. So um, there's a lot going on with that. Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, both were not practicing today. All legitimate parts of practice because you thought that Trey had the best pre-team drill warm-up you'd ever seen from him in the last week.
6: Well, I I hadn't watched that many team when I say warm-up like. It's just three quarterbacks throwing to a bunch of interns. It just looked like his ball was consistently having a spiral hitting guys in their hands. To me, it was just a positive again. First time I had watched start to finish very accurate ball coming out very crisply and very tight spirals to me. Part of the way I evaluate this guy is very just the bar is very low because I don't have much to go off. of. So anything we just trying to build on positives and you know, today, like you said, the pass to IUK. He started, I'm walking out with Cam Inman. Again, I'm not fucking tallying the passes. Cam had him four of twelve. I got Lombardi's spreadsheet has him four of eleven. It's why it's so stupid to do the actual numbers because there are plays where it's like, does this even count? Clearly, one thing Cam did say, and I did agree with this, like he, he had him starting three of three. You know, he hit a couple passes right away. So he so basically he hit one pass for his next you know, whatever, nine, potentially eight, depending on what you look at the plays. It was very, now, he was not alone because there was a period where, you know, backed up into your own end zone, basically. It looked like they were snapping the ball on either the one-yard line or the two-yard line, trying to go, technically, in in real football, you tried to go 98. I think in that drill, you're just trying to get probably a first down, just get out of being pinned out. They threw like four or five interceptions. All the quarterbacks, right? It was a it there was a two. debacle. There were, there were two plus almost a third. Right, Traverius Ward dropped a pick. You're right, and there were but Traver- Traverius would have walked in the end zone. The other two were kind of in the middle. The one was it, deflected. It, it
5: felt like standing there. There were seven. One was a Sudfeld like rolling out trying to drop a ball. You know, I mean a, a horrific decision.
6: But and th- and this is what we talked about a little. Lance on the did complete watching. a swing pass out of the backfield in that drill. It would have got him to like the five-yard line right to the tight end, which that's a play that happens in the NFL. Like most, the majority of plays there, you're just looking to get a little breathing room and then hopefully get a first down. The 49ers defense is excellent. And I I think so far through camp, subtracting IU, they've really gotten the better of the 49ers offense. And you would say historically, the way training camps are viewed, you know, before you get to Sundays, which are forgotten football, August is about working your way up, and and usually the defense is ahead of the offense. I think when you talk to coaches, historically they always tell you that. Offensive coaches, defensive coaches, uh, maybe offensive coaches love telling you that it gives them a little breathing room. But for the most of the practice we've been at, beside IUK, wouldn't you say that the like if you were judging it as a like you had to give a winner and a loser, the defense would consistently get a lot of our votes of being the winner of the yeah, day. Like you said, beside Ayuk, beside Ayuk, Yeah. I and heard. part of that is like Kittle's not really practicing, right? They're not, you know, him and Bosa are on a pretty special plan of just like, we'll, we'll see a week one ready right, to kick the shit out of everybody. And Debo is not the ultimate practice player in the sense of some of the plays he runs are not going to translate to drills where you're not tackling. So part of why Ayuk is thriving, right, is he's a route runner. And that's a lot of this level of, you know, football that we're witnessing. And so far, and, and Trey at this point in time of his career, and, and who knows if he'll ever get there, the Diners are praying, is not just some guy that's going to put on some Drew Brees clinic at practice, right? So it's it's a pretty big work in progress, which we've been saying for a while. Now today... I think it does. Is it more glaring when the defense is catching the ball than when balls are hitting the ground or flying over guys' heads? What's worse? You know, I really don't. I don't know. If there's that much of a difference to me.
5: Sometimes, like, I just think off. Tar- to me, it's it's on target or off target. Like, there was a ball that I uke jump for today, and Jimmy Ward laid him out. If Jimmy Ward had caught that ball. Somehow, instead of laying, I, he, like him and I, you both of them through the ball, they hit and I you went down hard. And Jimmy Ward did the nobody can no fly zone hand gesture. If he had caught that, I wouldn't have particularly cared from like a throw standpoint. You know what I mean? Like that throw my, was my, hard, well, honestly, my heart dropped a little bit when they both went in the air. I'm like, this I, well, could you could bad. see it coming too because <laughs> you saw you coming open, you could see Trey looking for him, and you saw Jimmy like come, it was just one of those balls down the middle of the field that you know I going to go for. And, um, it was scary. Yeah. It well was they scary. both
6: hit and went down. You kinda and they both popped up. Especially I so Jimmy you. had
5: no apology. There was no <laughs> like, oh my bad. It was hey, bro, that ball was mine. But my point is I, like an interception on a ball that's a 50-50 ball to me is better than watching a guy in practice, in practice, not in a real game, than watching you miss some guy by seven yards, right? So I don't I have a really hard time. It helps me to see the interceptions and see the completions and incompletions. Some of these completions are not worth counting. Some of these incompletions are better than some of the other incompletions. Um, there was an interception that Trey didn't throw, so we're not talking about it here, but on a deflected ball, like whatever. They're just My point is the raw number is... Um, sometimes misleading. And I kind of look at just good throws versus bad throws. Was it picked or did it fall incomplete? Was it a good throw or a bad throw? So I don't look at them all that differently, honestly. Like I don't, I don't think bad incomplete in a, in a practice, in a practice we're talking, I don't think target misses that are end up as incompletions or any less bad than interceptions. I think they're bad. Like these are yeah. practices. You can't be missing guys by it's one thing. If you're just, I'm only going to miss deep on this throw, but when a guy's open on the sideline and you miss him by seven yards. And I'm not saying that's what Trey's doing consistently, but to me, that's just as bad as a, you know, you throwing out and Jimmy and Charvergas Ward jumps it
6: and takes it to the house. Well, I, I got Lombardi's Excel spreadsheet up. And I think, give or take, he's in terms of completion attempts, because clearly they're, you know, probably could go 10 one way or 10 the other way. He has 130 attempts so far in team drills, right? Not okay. counting individual stuff. Six total picks, which, you know, it's less than 5% a throw pick. It does, just that that number doesn't seem too crazy. To me, the number that is pretty glaring, which I, I do think represents what we've witnessed, is the other guys are Sudfeld 73, Purdy 67. Like you watch them, they're just a little more accurate. Like his accuracy, according to Lombardi, but I do think this symbolizes give or take percentages is basically 50-50, <laughs> you know, it's, and when you watch them, it feels like a 50-50 proposition on tougher throws. And it, it's some of that, they're just pushing the envelope. He's obviously missed a lot of deep down the field passes, which they have historically not run the last several years. But I, I'd say that's going to be part of his package is pushing the ball down the field. Now, a lot of that is, you know, we'll dive into it in a little bit, the, the Debo thing, but, I bet his percentage throwing to 11 is much higher than 50% and his percentage throwing to 19 is well below 50%, right? That's part of like an overall body of work represents, you know, but it's, it's really part of evaluating this guy when you factor in who he's throwing to is you kind of got to go kind of deep into it and build context out of the percentage, right? Yeah. I, you can probably I, carry in that percentage, don't you think? huh. I, I do think that, and I think Debo. And again, the, I
5: think they're trying. Some of these throws in practice are, if you just did all the Debo stuff, it'd be that you would do in games. I think in practice it feel very similar. I don't know many how many throws like to the sideline, twenty yards down the field. You're really going to be throwing the Debo in games. So maybe there's just stuff that you're doing in practice. But you said 130 attempts. So you said, yeah. And how many picks? Six. Uh, so 130 is about a quarter of 500 and let's, so let's say it's 500 attempts, which would last year, 500 attempts was, uh, that would have been 16th in the NFL. So let's say it's just the middle of the pack NFL. Attempts. Does, doesn't that feel high though? It does. But Jimmy was, I'm just trying to do some, some basic yeah. math. Jimmy was Put like, into context. Jimmy was 440 attempts and he missed a couple of games.
6: Okay. So, so Jimmy wouldn't have been at 500, but. Let's just. Say. You're right. So four eighty to five hundred is pretty league average, even if you're running the ball a lot. Yeah. Okay. So six. So
5: one thirty is a quarter of five hundred, and you said six picks. So we multiply six, six by four. Well, that's, yeah, we're high. That's a lot. Of, that's that's <laughs> a lot of interceptions. So that's twenty four. Yeah. To me, that would big, not be good. <clears throat> but I don't. I don't look at practice picks necessarily that way. Well, I I, I, I think. Through the practice Put it this way, John. Trey's interceptions, I could, it's really, I've not left a practice going like, oh, his picks, man. I have not thought,
6: I don't care at all. It's the completions that to me stand out more. Yeah, to me, a couple things coming in was like his arm motion. It doesn't really cross my mind. It does not feel it's slowing anything down. To me, the number one red flag sounds extreme, but I would just say concern with him on this team this year has to be accuracy. Right, right now, Trey Lance, the biggest concern for him, not the motion, not like throwing it to the right guys, because it doesn't feel like he's hitting guys in their back. Like it feels like he knows kind of where to go. It feels accuracy when he's throwing the ball to a guy running. Even some guys open over the middle have to stop. It's just accuracy to me is clearly a the biggest work in progress the guys operating on because it feels like he. Honestly, he feels comfortable in the offense. It feels like he's throwing to the right places. But the the ball placement, um, and that, to me, this is going to be a fascinating case study. Just over the next several years, inherited a good team. Clearly a high-level guy. Clearly works hard. You know, his football acumen feels pretty high for a younger player. You know, accuracy has been something that you and I, I remember talked to Warren Moon a long time ago, and historically, it was like, can never be improved, can never be improved. And then this generation, when I say this generation, like the last three or four years kind of proved, well, the NFL is a little different now. You, you can definitely improve on it. Kim specifically is like, is his first year, is he 60%? And then in like three years, is he a 68% guy? Like, is, is he a Josh Allen type? And I don't mean that. Well, what do you think Josh Allen was as a rookie? You know, his 53 runner? Josh Allen? No, I am talking Trey. Like could Trey get 16%? Like, well, that's what I'm you... saying, I I'm saying for 60% you might take that right now. Oh you oh I thought you were looking at me like oh, I was crazy that's too low. You think that's you think that's pretty high?
5: I like it. well, it's not that I think it's high. I'm just saying you just said 60% and then you say Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen didn't get over 60% until his third year in the NFL.
6: They weren't they well, you're right. He was 52%. They went 5 and 6. His second year he was fifty-eight point eight, and they were able to go ten and six. I, and I don't twenty touchdowns, twenty touchdowns, nine picks. That's the other thing. I, Only nine I don't, picks. I don't think you can be a very good quarterback under like 56, 57. That's pretty low in today's game. I a thousand percent agree. I'm saying you would take sixty right now.
5: You, I mean, and twenty touchdowns and nine picks with because of the level of defense, the coaching, the skill guys around them, right? With this, with, with IU, it's like you just. Get him the ball, and you'll have four yards minimum,
6: right? Would you I mean, take with the over-under, the number starting with a six or a five right now? I would take – I think
5: I, would, I might take the under. I Now, yeah. it might be like a not much under. I don't – I'm not – despite the fact that we break down his throws every day, I think it's. I'm not overly consu- – I'm not freaking out about Trey Lance. Like, I, I haven't no, told I'm not any either. Trey Lance stock. I don't think – I know you're not either. It's not about that. I think their team, you agree, is going to be really good, has a chance to be really good, they're not going to have to ask them to do too much. But I don't know. I mean, we could do a little we could do a little study here, commission a study, rookie first year passer completion percentages. I don't think my guess is
6: you're not going to get a lot of like 64%. Well, did you have I know you had the attempts up. Did you have the list of quarterbacks last year percentage-wise? Like what's like the 20th guy in the league? I bet the 20th guy in the league is like 63, 64. I bet there's a lot of guys between like 63 and 66 in the NFL. Now, some of it's based on playing time and, and you know, how many snaps I think to qualify. So, obviously, some teams yeah, are I mean, rotated. rotating. Jo- uh, Daniel Jones, John, sucks.
5: 64% last year.
6: What, what number is he on the list? ESPN uh, 23rd. 23rd so the 23rd guy on the list was 63 percent
5: baker was 60 and a half darnold 59 9 trevor lawrence all the rookies trevor lawrence 59 6 justin fields 58 9 zach wilson's 55.6
6: where, where did trevor lawrence fall 31st it was lawrence fields wilson 31 32 33 so if you're if you're right around that 60 threshold you're going to be at the bottom of the league right by With the way If you're, yeah, yeah. So what you'd like is, but
5: again, there's, you know, I mean, Herbert is 65.9 and 18th, you know, just uh,
6: 65 to Daniel Jones, 64. So
5: I'd say 5%.
6: If you're, if you're throwing 500 attempts, 5 percent's not nothing. Right. Especially if 50% of that 5% We turn into first downs, right? Everyone raved about trade. Yeah, everyone did. Saturday was
5: supposed to be a good practice. I would you, we were not out there on Saturday.
6: Uh, Jimmy was, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Attempts. that's 25 completions. I guess not nothing. It's not like seven,
5: especially when you may not, um,
6: Yeah, two or three of those are going to be really important, right? Or maybe more than two or three. This was his third practice. I mean, part of it, I'm not making excuses for any means. We saw what we saw. They don't do, like, this is their third padded practice in a row, right? Because we went Friday. Saturday had a practice. Like, they're off tomorrow. Maybe just running out of steam.
5: I do, and it feels a little crazy to say this on August 7th when they haven't even had a preseason game yet. To me, there was a little bit of a vibe out there just thinking about it just like all right let's not from me i was happy to be there but i just i don't know there were i did not feel a lot of juice from that offense today
6: did you no you see the video that debo got danny gray in the meeting room cutting logs just completely out on his chair <laughs> actually danny gray probably had the best catch of the day i did he not did see it, that video It, it, it was really, yeah yeah
5: Danny Gray, had a fantastic down the sideline, back shoulder aerial twist, jump ball reception. It was cool, but uh, it's
6: just it's not during a meeting. This is like during a break. Yeah, it, it looked like you know between meetings or something. You know, he's just out again. Debo standing, other guys like in the back, like just snacks. worn, yeah, worn, just out. exhausted. Yeah.
5: Uh, I definitely got just a let's let's get on to the next step of this off season or this preseason
6: vibe today. I'm I, I I'm in agreement. I'm I'm kind of ready for this. I mean it technically almost is. I mean, for us in terms of the practices close here relatively quick and once the preseason games start. I guess by people listening to this on Monday, we'll be a month away from week one, right? Because I think September eighth is Bill's Rams. So that's If I can get that in my head, we're officially a month away from that week one, that week. That gets my juices flowing. Uh, Coming up on
5: Thursday, John, it is Giants-Patriots. Matt Patricia's debut as the uh, Patriots offensive coordinator, maybe. Then on Friday... You want me to keep going? I guess so. Then
6: on Friday... (laughs) This is, John I mean, this Lee is just an honor. Well, uh, this, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is where we get to last year. Cause you get excited, but no one watches 5 million people. Watch the hall of fame game. Yeah. Were you one of them?
5: Uh, I was not
6: <laughs> see. So it's like, but I
5: like, you know, what gets me fired up is logos and dates. Like I can sell you. I could be the promo writer for NFL network. Like, coming up on Friday at 6 Eastern, Desmond Ritter and the Falcons take on the resurgent Lions out to prove something, you know. <laughs> then Packers-Niners in a rematch of the NFC divisional round where the Niners stole the Raiders, and the uh, Packers, oops, sorry, Freudian slip, stole the Packers' hearts. Then you got Rich. And Tom, can Aaron Rodgers from 500,000 feet up in the air and another planet uh, Jordan
6: Love. Huh? See, there you go. See, I, Andy, like, I actually don't Saturday? I don't mind the Saturday. You give me like a 10 a.m. just kind of roll out of bed. Whoa, Chiefs bears are on. Like I, I can dig that more than my night. Like I'd fucking rather turn on a movie than like Lions into Atlanta. Now, I think it hits a little different 10 a.m. Just like, oh, there's Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. It just feels a little bit better, even though it doesn't interest me that long. I, I like the vibe of it. Trent McDuffie and the
5: Chiefs defense takes on Justin Fields as he primes himself for Matt Uberflus' maiden voyage. See, see, we got a long way to go, guy. Matt Ryan and the Colts. Josh Allen and the Bills. They'll be playing golf. But at 4 o'clock Eastern on NFL Network,
6: (laughs) that other uh, Sam Ellinger will take the field. So NFL Network has a triple header Saturday?
5: uh it looks like a quadruple wow that's okay i see one o'clock four o'clock oh no yeah there's a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock i don't know how they're going to do that but you know maybe it's regional you see that because seahawks steelers is at seven coming up at seven do the steelers need jimmy garoppolo (laughs) tune in cowboys broncos okay Mike McCarthy was mad, steaming mad, at the first press conference when they asked him if he'd be fired if he loses to what's the guy's name? Uh, Nate, Nate Hackett. Nate Hackett in the preseason are all bets off. Then is Sunday there a Night football game, huh?
6: Oh, this is just NFL Network.
5: Oh, you know, maybe this is yeah. Where's all the rest of the games? No, NFL Network's only showing me NFL Network games on NFL.com? Well, yeah,
6: I mean, th- these are the game NFL Network has, what? I, my guess is. The other ones might, I mean, Fox is going to have some, CBS will have a couple.
5: This? Well,
6: it's just their schedule.
5: They're NFL.com. Well, yeah, but I mean, their... MLB.com doesn't only show me scores from games on MLB Network. I feel it's a
6: little different just because football games. I don't know. I think we're going a little too deep on this already. <laughs> God, I love how much you hate this. I just I let's just try to get to week 1. Do we have another Thursday? Oh, there's there's
5: two Thursday games. Titans Ravens. Oh no, that's week 2 of the preseason. Oh that's coming up next on next week's show. Sorry, I don't want to jump the gun there.
6: Again, you can do this segment as long as you log like Kyler Murray. I need mean, you log in like minimum 8 hours that we can talk about every game that you want to mention, you have to log at least 30 minutes of viewing time. I'm just right I'm just here to write the promos. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to view. You got to view. I'm gonna write some promos
5: for you next next week. I think. The I mean the way these preseason games are, whether or not I think one of the talk one of the questions this week will be is Trey playing? Who who is playing? If Trent Williams isn't playing, then you know can Trey play? And if Trey play doesn't play, then like somehow some way, and maybe it's gonna be just little throws. But him and Debo, it is a. Do you think it's a big camp? A big early part of the season for Debo? Like, is there some pressure on Debo now that he got paid coming off one of the most unique seasons in NFL history to produce
6: right away? Yeah. Or is Trey going to get all the blame? I think Trey, because I, I know what Debo can do. And I know that, like, Debo, once the whistle blows in the games, right, to roll. I I, I, I honestly I'm, saw that's Debo what doing it. I'm talking about the games. I'm talking about Debo producing in the games. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I think, like, now, if he's dropping the football, then, yeah, he would get some shit. But if, like, balls are flying over his head, I, it is going to go to the quarterback. And then the coach will just pivot and hand the ball. But I think we'll hand or give him, like, sweeps and screens. Like, I, I think it's on the, the, the quarterback to figure out how to get on the same page. I, I think 100% pressure on the quarterback to get on the same page as a superstar. Yeah, I mean, he might be throwing the ball to somebody else. But I'm just saying when he throws it at 19, because I I was thinking about this driving down or driving back, is that the three guys that got paid and they all, we hammered home, all represented by the same guy. It all felt like they fell under the same umbrella. You can't argue how awesome all three of them have been. And part of their story, what's cool, right, is they're all second round picks. And they all, while if you meet all three of them, they're SEC guys. They went to Ole Miss in South Carolina. When we say the SEC, let's face it, we talk about like four programs. It's like LSU, Bama, Georgia, now kind of AM, and depending on the year, like Auburn or Florida. But it ain't South Carolina, and it definitely is an Ole Miss. Like they had a historic season last year, won the most games ever, lane, 10 games, you know? So it's like those two guys come from, you know, two of the shittier programs, yet they are dominant, dominant players. DK lost his quarterback, who's, like, one of the great deep ball throwers of all time. We all make fun of Tannehill, but Tannehill got him the ball. And listen, like, Jimmy and 19, they had a rapport. Because when all else fails, that's who Jimmy went to, him and Kittle. Like, one of the things we're saying all camp is, like, when all else fails, Trey goes to his best friend. Yeah. And it's just... Turns out to be a really good receiver. Who's really good. Yeah. But part of it is, you just know... One thing that made 19, like how are you going to pay Debo, like DK. DK's got 29 reception touchdowns. D, Debo only had 10. Remember, part of it was like, well, you can't you can't quantify what Debo does. You can't relate him to these other guys. That's all we ever heard. And we were cool with it. We're like, yeah, man, I've, I witnessed it. Can't quantify it. Shit. I, just, I don't know how you put sum that thing up. He's sweet. I, I do think. He's not a normal wide receiver, though, even though he plays that position, right? Like DK and AJ, one thing at the end of the day they always have is just enormous size. Right? Or I mean, they are enormous human beings. Yeah. And, and their size is kind of a point of difference. AJ especially. To me, AJ plays like a basketball player. DK is like this combination of size and speed. He was not big. He, he is, of all the guys, the list that you had of all the 30 wide receivers when we were talking about you, can he get a lot of those guys are just six, two and over. And I, I, I do wonder, you know, Tyreek, small player, but he's always wide open because he's one of the fastest players in league history. You know, I think one of the knocks on Debo is like, hey, not a great route runner. Like Iuke's already a better route runner than him, but no one would ever argue. Like Debo was easily non quarterback. One of the best players in the league last year. Why? Cause he's an incredible football player. And I think where he really separates is just the ball in his hands, and that's where it's on Kyle. This is a hard deal for Kyle if he truly doesn't, because I don't think he wants to run him that much, right? Like he did last year, and he won't have to because they have running backs. But how do I get the ball in his hands? Because at the end of the day, the ball in his hands, in the ball in Debo Samuel's hands, is our greatest advantage on offense because he's our best player with the ball in his hands. Like that's that's our greatest attribute as an offense, is it not? Debo Samuel in space. Ball. Yeah, I think one of the things they want to find out is can
5: one of their attributes be throwing the ball down the field, right? Which was just – it was definitely putting the ball in Debo's hand was without question their greatest attribute last year, right? Yeah, but that's is something Debo's, Debo's not going to be involved
6: in. Probably, right? Was that,
5: their yeah, deep pass which is where I think is a little of the – Yeah, well, the times they've tried to throw the ball down the field to Debo, Debo's not open. I mean, he's got a DB right there. Man, uh, maybe Brady or
6: Breeze would put it in a spot where only he could catch it. But well, why? Because open. he, well, it's play speed. He plays faster with the ball in his hands than he does running with the ball out of his hands. It's kind of weird. Like it's kind of rare. Like DK flies without it and with it. I mean, DK's most famous play is literally running down a guy, right? Yeah. Like let's Debo's not running down the guy, but no one would be like, yeah, Debo's slow. Everyone's like, God, no one ever caught him. Because they didn't. So it's weird. That's where he is. This is where it gets complicated. Now it's like, well, you can't quantify him. Well, how do now we kind of quantify him in a normal offense? A little bit. I'm not comparing him because I think this guy's a better football player. Remember part of it, like, let's make Kaepernick a drop back quarterback. And it was like, This is a dumb idea. Like, let's make Debo. A normal wide receiver. Like, is that a great idea? Yeah, it's a good point.
5: Like, is his energy best spent running 15, 20 yards down the field without the football?
6: Not on the sidelines. Maybe in the middle of the field. But he, but one thing we know he can do is, like, the, the stuff over the middle of the field. He's not a slot receiver, but he does dominate that area. Yeah, that's right?
5: what I mean. That stuff's good. I'm saying, like, are we wasting routes with Debo running sideline?
6: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's clear. Unless it's a specific, well, like, like he does for use check or whatever, like use checks wide open, you know, those type plays where you just kind of roll. Like I, I, I would not just run normal routes like you would with Tyreek and DK, just like go deep. Right. Consistently. I'm not saying you, you got to have a different pitch and do it every once in a while, but I would factor other guys into those roles over 19. And I, well, what, why would they, are they just, isn't this the time to just feel kind of what, like, is is this going to be a role? We haven't need We haven't asked him to do this at all. Don't you think Kyle would scrap that? Doesn't that make a good coach? Ask players, like you don't ask Kevon Looney to shoot threes, just like you don't ask Steph Curry to back guys down in the post. Like, is it part of it, like, ultimately, Kyle, what makes him so great, you'd say, is an offensive play caller. When we say scheming, I think we mainly mean with Kyle, like, design of plays, but also the way he designs them with who he's using for those designs is what makes him a pretty special play caller. But this gets back to like, are they just using Debo like they used to? And it's like, well, yeah, maybe. Well, you and I were talking
5: about this the other day at practice, but Patrick Mahomes had the lowest percentage of tight window throws in the NFL last year, 8%. The only guy under 10%. Even though when you watch Patrick Mahomes, it feels like he's making tight window crazy throws all the time. But most of his throws are dudes wide
6: ass open. Right? You said less than – so less than 10 – that percentage was the number of times that he threw a tight window throw? The percent – he threw tight window throws 8% of the time, which was lowest in the NFL. So all – 92% of his other throws, guys are considered quote-unquote open? Yeah, I guess they're not tight window throws. That's pretty – you're right, because it feels – if you watch the Chiefs game, you're like, Jesus Christ, those last three passes by Mahomes <laughs> – but I,
5: you know, but there's probably so many other throws where it's just Tyreek's eight yards ahead or Kelsey's just bigger or whatever, just dumped down to Clyde Edwards Delaire. So, uh, you know, the key, I think one of the first keys to completing passes is open receivers. And, you know, we saw it with Shannon. You can really control Debo. And there were many throws, and this is not just around the live scrimmage where Debo is just. Wide open somehow, even though you think everybody's focused on him. And yet somehow Shanahan gets him open. You know, I, I do think and this is not to. I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe you have an opinion on it. I do wonder if there are just things in practice that just don't unfold the way they unfold in games. And Debo under one thousand percent. Definitely right? Debo with the ball. But I just mean like the way the field opens up. Right. You're playing a defense that knows what you're doing. It feels to me like the 49ers offense is at, at a
6: disadvantage
5: when against its defense, and not just because its defense is good.
6: One thing I feel very, very confident about is that Debo will be 100% always used correctly with Kyle Shanahan, right? Just like Tyreek yeah. became a Hall of Fame player and Kelsey did with Andy. Why? He dreams about using sports the talent, the way their talent should be used. That's what, that's what to me, makes a great offensive coach. Defense is a little different. Obviously, if you have a great pass rush, you let them pass rush. But a lot of it is like when to time the blitz and everything. Part of offense is we always make fun of it in our southern voice, like get the playmakers the ball in the face to make plays. Like, but every playmaker skill is different. Right? Like a lot of people like, well, remember DK coming out? It's like, Well, he can't run seven of the nine routes. It's like, well, Seattle's like, Yeah, we just asked him to run two. We throw the ball to him immediately on a screen, or he goes fucking deep and he's kicking the shit out of all of you guys. And so it's like they, they don't ask him to like, can he run the three-step hitch and then go? No, it's like, no, he's his his hips are stiff. Okay, whatever. You know, it just like Debo can't do stuff DK could do, but DK could never dream of doing what Debo does. Well, neither of them could play their other role and you would be, it'd be a fireable offense given the amount of money that you pay your offensive coordinator, whether it's a true offensive coordinator, like Seattle has one who just the offensive coordinator or Kyle, who's also the head coach makes by $13, $14 million to ask those guys to do the opposite. But you, that's not what good coaches do. You ask them to do what they're good at. And ultimately you know are- I heard someone talk talking about Seattle. I don't know if it was on the radio or a podcast it was Lance Zerline who had DK Metcalf as a top 10 player the year he came out. And he said, you know, him and DJ were talking. He said, one thing I I do, DJ is when a guy does something exceptionally well, maybe in my mind, I worry less about like, well, what about the stuff he can't do? If a team that drafts him, they know that too. So why are they going to ask him? Like if you drafted Debo, like Debo is doing what I think a lot of people thought that he could do in, in South Carolina. He was a chess piece. He was a great returner, and he plays kind of like a returner, right? On his when he runs the ball, just his instincts, and that's what they ask him to do. Like when you have an elite talent, and a lot of people will, what about all the flaws? Well, the the good teams and the good coaches and the good units, they they ask that guy. Well, Bill Walsh's whole thing was like, stop telling me what he can't do. What can he do? And then find out what he can do, and then utilize that. And ideally, if some of the stuff that you have a uh, quote unquote red flag a flaw as a player, you can improve on incrementally. But if if two of the ten, two of the eight or nine things that I need you to be able to do or three of them, you're an A plus. Well, we got something right. And I, I think that's what the 49ers have thrived with Debo. You would say that Seattle, it might end now with the quarterback. They thrived with DK is utilize what they're great at and then let them cook now that's the argument i think of like the, the national narrative and i don't think Kyle gives a shit about this is like well now is debo just going to be a normal wide receiver yeah probably not <laughs> is it going to be look like it did the last 6 7 games probably not either but it'll be some hybrid version of getting him the ball within i would say 10 yards of the line of scrimmage more than it will be some of the deep besides like the the deep in and kind of some of the stuff over the middle of the field is is something he does but I think the outside the number stuff is just very hit or miss and not worth wasting your time on it. Yeah, because he's not going to be open enough. And I think rem- the change. Remember the- Trey Lance's touchdown against the Texans, like a deep play action, right. way down to Debo coming across. That, yeah. I would imagine, was a schemed play, right? We're not When we're talking about missing Debo, we're talking
5: about Debo one-on-one trying to get open down the sidelines for a, a deep throw, a timing deep throw, right? Yeah. Um, And I think any change with Debo just means maybe less running, not different routes. You know, what you're describing is like when a coach, when an assistant, when a coordinator gets hired to become a head coach, if he got the head coaching job by being a good play caller, then don't have him give up play calling when you hire him. Right. Very Like Kyle Shanahan, you don't hire him to be the Niners coach and then say,
6: delegate your play calling. Well, did Brian Dayball and Josh McDaniels just get head jobs to, like, be the CEO or to call plays also, right? Sala did, right? Sala, a little weird. But a little different on defense. Yeah. Still don't love it. Offensive, like, no, man. I, Josh, wouldn't it be weird if Josh was not calling plays? Like, what are we doing this for? You're one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL. And I would say, for the most part, the offensive guys keep calling plays. Probably yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if part of it
5: is like when you're calling defense, you're reacting maybe in some ways more on offense. Maybe it's harder to juggle that. I don't know. It'd be great. It'd be interesting to talk to guys about like which one's really, you know, it's too bad. We could you know what? We could interview um uh uh what's his name? The Patriots offensive coordinator. I mentioned him earlier.
6: Oh, Patricia. He's done both, he'll he'll, he'll have done both, so he can tell you which one's harder. Good point. I'll. You want me send a request to Bill's guy and see when we can get Patricia. S- yeah, send a request over
5: to Bill's guy. <laughs> Pete on the stream says, "I'm thinking Kareem Hunt for Jimmy G." Thinky emoji. The Browns have told Kareem Hunt they are uh, not trading him, but he not only they're they not trading him, they're going to fine him. <laughs> well, they have to, don't they? For or well, no, you're in. saying he's holding in. They're going to find him anyway.
6: Yep. Hold in. You can actually. Well, you can choose not to find them. I didn't even realize that. I just thought like, well, they can't. No, it's like, no, bro, you're supposed to practice too. That's a that's a major FU. Like, we don't even respect your holding. <laughs> he says he's it's going all- to participate in individual drills. Is that his way
5: around it? Maybe. Yikes. John, before we go on, let's tell the people about our friends. At Indeed, if you're hiring, you need... Indeed.com slash ham for a $75 credit right now and Indeed.com slash ham to upgrade your job post to a sponsored job credit, uh, $75 sponsored job credit, excuse me, to upgrade your post,
6: Indeed.com slash ham. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I think we love talking to people that we know that have used it, used our uh, promo on this, is that they said the best part is it makes it so easy, hiring all in one place, very easy because it matches you with the attributes, the characteristics that you're looking for in a future employee. And I think sometimes, right, just matches you with a bunch of these job sites. Indeed kicks their ass because specifically it gets you. It has 135 assessment tests to know exactly what you're looking for. And uh, it just gives you a great hire every time. Love Indeed. With with instant match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates
5: whose resume on Indeed matches their job description. The moment they sponsor a job post, oh. quality candidates, immediately 80% of people, that's what happens. So like John said, they got the assessment tests um, and uh, they kind of, you know, they take the stress out of the interview process because your candidates get to prove themselves to you before the interview. And then you can skip over some of the surface stuff and dive deeper into what's more important to you once you're finally talking to the person. Indeed, it's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements.
6: The only one. Guy, do you know that in the minute we've been talking to you, 16 hires were already made by Indeed? No, no big deal. I mean, people just left and right, getting jobs. This economy, getting hired, awesome. Fired up for them. Start hiring now with $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash ham. But for a limited time, claim your $75 job Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed. Terms. Your conditions apply. Indeed.com slash ham. You, you need to
5: hire. You need Indeed.
2: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more,
3: Call, clickgrainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
7: Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.
8: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify!
5: Uh, we, you know, Nick Bosa is, I'd say, I uh, guess a lot of attention every night in his practice, small bear, not that small, you <laughs> know, like a fucking grizzly bear. I mean, it is just everything he does. It feels like, and even some of the stuff he does like today, he's not with the team. He's kind of doing a drill off on the side. He sweats. Like he did all the team drills, but, um, seeing Nick Bosa do a team drill is like seeing a bear in the wild at, uh, I don't know if this analogy works, but it's uh, it's rare. We have not seen a lot of bones. More like a mountain. I know. I don't know. I was just.
6: You get Heyman on the Animal Planet trying to tie it together. Just doesn't do a lot of it. Well, one thing I think is fascinating about the league is that, and I don't blame him because I, the money. I guess money's always been relative. Like in 93, you know, whether a guy was on a three-year, $10 million contract, that felt like a lot. You know, Bosa's got a potential $120 million guaranteed, and the Niners are less worried about how much he's worth and more that they'll pay him every penny. They just need him to play. But I think he kind of represents, if you look around the league, the star players, guys with some injury histories, they don't practice really. Now, Now, again, he comes in in incredible shape you and i watch him do like it just working on the side with himself he's going 99 miles an hour but it's got to be a pretty large jump from he's not going to play any preseason snaps i mean that that's a lock (laughs) to then just going and playing games like ward fred warner jimmy ward even trent uh is out there getting some reps. So it's like they're not just going go to go 0-60 to even if they don't play one snap in the preseason against the Bears. Because I, I don't care if you're playing a shitty team or you're playing Tampa Bay or the Rams. Football speed in the game is... And players talk about it every single year. Like, there's a whole other level. This is another speed. <laughs> right? This, this is another deal. And then the playoffs, and even, or even then the big games, like, yeah, this game felt even more intense. It's it just... I I do see how people complain, like, we've never practiced less, yet we've had more injuries than ever. And I do wonder if some of it's just a little, like, Mike Tyson sparred before he fought Buster Douglas. You know, Oscar De La Hoya and Floyd Mayweather, before they fought each other, would spar getting ready for the fight. And historically, like, LT, Reggie White, like, if you do you think if you and I, if you just could throw us into, like, a 92 Reggie White with Mike Holmgren or... Eight, 1987 Belichick and Parcells with LT and Harry Carson and some of those guys, I would imagine they're taking the majority of the one reps from the defenses on the field, right? Yeah. Or, you know, the 85 Bears. And I'm not saying that as the – like Kyle and all these coaches are crazy doing this way because I would agree with them. I could not – I would throw up on the field if I was a GM or head coach and a guy like Nick Bosa went down in a compl- in middle of August. But, like, these guys do get hurt a lot now, it feels like, in the games. And I just wonder if there's just – no one questions for – and we're just using Bosa here as an example. But I think a lot of these guys now, how hard they work. There's no, like, just drinking beer all summer on the lake and then come back and coach gets me in shape. Like, those days are dead. Bosa's just – Bosa's working out 365, training for football with his family. Feels like but he's off
5: sparring some somewhere with somebody, like football sparring, you know?
6: Yeah, he is. But they're clearly like you can only do so much working out and even at these practices without doing the drills. Like ultimate, like Jimmy Ward today and Brandon IU. you don't get that anywhere else those guys get, right? Outside of the Niners facility or outside of when the pads are on. That, that does not exist as a guy. Like that play where they collide. You're talking
5: about those two guys in a major NFL collision. Yeah, I'm
6: you know? just talking like, isn't that football? Like that, and is you're football. trying to avoid it in practice. Like even that, and they're trying to avoid at. it. Yeah, they're not trying to take each other out, but it's just the, the 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 feels of that. Like Nick just doesn't get the feels. Kittle even now, and again, I am not saying that these guys aren't going to be ready and kick ass. I'm more talking about injuries, right? It's just how do you is this the right way that the NFL is doing it now, and and we're never going back. It, it's only going to get worse, but for a long period of time the best players in our life practice all the time and just didn't feel like they got injured that much.
5: Yeah. you know, There's a school of thought that practicing less actually prepares you less for the
6: real thing. And so you get hurt doing the real thing. You think Cal Ripken's uh, his records untouchable in baseball? I think it's fair to say, right? <laughs> I think it's the most untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's kind of symbolic away. of modern day sports that it's just different times or 2022 i'm not trying to hold on to the past that way i just feel like we had less injuries when we were kids right like these guys were not taking rest days in the nba in 1993 and if you look at some of their game logs they are playing 79 games
5: yeah i guess one. i think you're right but i one question you'd ask if you're doing the study is were there less injuries or did more guys just play through injuries and their careers were less long yeah, well, like not ACL injuries, you're not playing through that, but the guys play through stuff that today you sit for because you're just worth more and there's more money on the line, and you know, all you have more power as a player to say, I understand all playing. the variables.
6: I'm not, I'm yeah, not no, trying I know that. you do.
5: I, and I'm not, I, I, it's just, it's all those things are different. Um, and in some ways, maybe someone would argue playing through some of that stuff made you stronger. Playing a lot of guys through, play through
6: pain for sure,
5: playing through, um, fatigue you know i think now we believe the when you get fatigued your injury risk goes up but maybe having trained that way makes you more able to you know play a full season you, you I don't
6: know. but you play you play hurt now in, in football right in baseball basketball they take you out in football i would imagine most high level players are not feeling great come november december right especially the playoff run for guys yeah Again, Staff, I'm, I'm not I'm – Stafford's just going to be
5: like John Smoltz battling elbow pain, icing it up. We had a know what pass. I saw that went
6: viral on Saturday. So,
5: Yeah, I saw the quote was, uh, Coach is a little relieved, McVay's a little relieved. That he showed up? <laughs> I don't know, that it's going well. But I think it's a legitimate question on Bosa, especially because Bosa does have an injury history, right? So multiple injuries in his history. And I understand, I don't think I would do it any differently because he has multiple injuries in his history. But you're kind of stuck. Like, are we practicing him to try and prevent injuries? Or are we just going to give him as few meaningless reps as possible? Especially when there's not, you know, we're not going to put him out there against anybody other than Trent Williams. There's, there are, bot- the people are falling on the ground doing things we cannot afford. If we're If anything's going to happen, let's have it happen at least
6: at a time when we don't regret putting him on the field. Well, I feel like the last several years, there's been some knocks on guys, right? Like Clowney doesn't practice. Hopkins doesn't practice. Julio Jones doesn't practice. That's not the case here. Like this guy's not just watching. This guy, the, the 49ers are choosing to do this, right? The, this to me starts, this is Kyle, the training staff, not, Bose is there, like Bose is full go. You know, it's not, to me, like when you've heard like, you know, Hopkins doesn't practice during the week, that means he doesn't practice. Like he needs time off for his body. Bosa's rocking and rolling. They are just basically going, This guy's uh, this guy's strictly for the season. Which again, every human alive, you would choose 17 games of Bosa over zero practice. No one's arguing that. My question is like, does it just work this way? Like is this is how like is this possible to avoid injuries where he just steps into the arena where he is always, regardless who you're playing, a top two or three player on the field every time. He's getting the most attention. They're throwing everything. It's just, you're just going to zero to 60 17 to 20 times a year.
5: Yeah. And you, you know, I mean, if he gets hurt, then I think you'll have a debate about it. But every year that passes without him getting hurt is another, is a little more confident you get in doing it this way. Right. And well, it there, is it, every this body ain't change, is it?
6: <laughs> no. Well, no,
5: if I I he gets mean, hurt, they, they wouldn't be... pivot. You wouldn't think. But I mean, you, you your argument would become stronger right? Every person's body is different. And I always love those stories where it's like somebody, you know, is 83 years old. They're like, well, how'd you do it? And the guy's like, a pop tart every morning. (laughs) You know, I was like, well, I don't know how, who could argue. He's 83. We're at the end. We can now look back with hindsight and go, he lasted a really long time. How did he do it? I don't know. So if in five years you look back and Bosa's never been hurt, we're like, Nick, why don't you get hurt? Like, well, I prepare and I don't, You know, the Niners will be like, that's this is the way we should treat these types of guys. But you're right. If he were to get hurt in a game, it would only be further proof that he shouldn't practice. And to me... And usually this treatment comes
6: with older players who have a physical reason maybe to do it less, right? To me, this practice is no one's disputing his understanding of what to do, how much he could die. He could play a game tomorrow and have three sacks. It's just more like... is It'll be fascinating to watch. Like, is his body... Your question is not, is he going to produce?
5: Your question is, does it make him more likely to get hurt?
6: Yeah. And clearly, I think with him and Kittle, they're very... They have been overly cautious. Because those two guys, like if they asked George, will you practice full go? He wouldn't hesitate, right? To me, if Bosa, they said, hey, 97, get in there. It's not like he's like, no, man. He'd fucking run his ass in there and get immediate sack. He'd go... If he was in... Today, like in a civilian clothes, and they said, go put on patch for the second half of practice, he would do it. But like, for example, what I don't quite understand, I'd be fascinated, they never give out this information. This is something they, like, they view very top secret. If Armstead hadn't got hurt, like Armstead was just normal Eric Armstead at practice, he's in there. So like, why is it cool for like him just to be in there and get ready and Nick not? Just because his injury history, one guy has been more durable. It's just that simple. I, I mean I, what's the logic? I don't know. Because then hey, you practice Armstead and boom, someone falls on his knees injured. <laughs> part it's, of it that, might be my actually, whole thing always with football. It's like you can kind of play these games, you can kind of rig the game. But John, Brian part Young of it, just got in the Hall of Fame, Someone, someone a helmet fell on his leg and he had a compound fracture on the field, his bone was sticking out. Part of it might be that Nick does prefer it this way. There's possible.
5: That both goes a Bosa family thing they just like, although I, you know, Joey, I don't know. It'd be interesting what's Joey doing, but I don't
6: He's know. He's always been the other thing I guess. Coach, I really prefer just, to get my work this way. One element of this overall could be like, I'm a year away from getting huge money. Just let me, let's make it through the season and then maybe more likely. But it it doesn't feel money mm-hmm. wise, but I, I don't know. I just crossed my mind. It's an interesting thought. I, it doesn't
5: feel like that either right that something will change then cuz in a in a way he has these he has a presence that is a leadership quality like he's off to the side talking to Trent watching some of these things happen Yeah, okay, he right? does
6: not practice with the team drills yet every single player says he's the having the, he's best, having the best practice
5: <laughs> <laughs> what are they basing that on
6: do they just show the like,
5: blocking dummy is reporting yeah, back do to them they just show
6: some of these clips and everyone's like jesus look at this guy <laughs> 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 they just see him in the shower they're like god he's the best player on the team yeah
5: Maybe. I'll tell you, it was good to see Kinlaw just out there, and he's got his pants cut shorter than even Bosa's pants. You notice that? Bosa's pants, pants are cut short. Kinlaw's pants are cut so short that he has to wear, like, biking short tights underneath his football pants. That's how short his football pants are. Um, but him and Drake Jackson stayed up side by side. Like, you just – I mean, he's bigger than Drake, obviously, but it was just good to see him in practice today.
6: It'd be a huge addition, man. He's uh... – because. Him and Armstead standing next to each other it doesn't get much better than those two guys just from a physical standing looking, right? Well, you took a I mean,
5: picture on Friday. It was Kinlaw, was it Armstead, and then Bosa? Were those the yeah. three? Yeah.
6: Mammoth men. They, they have a chance to run a defensive line with those three and Drake Jackson that I think if all three are healthy, this, or all all of them are you know, healthy. Whew. I Did you see there was a video going viral? Of, the, of obviously Drake Jackson doing the flip, but other guys did flips, No, and, and some of them were DBs and linebackers. None of them got remotely as high as, as Drake Jackson. So I think the one thing you see is like, Drake Jackson and Kinlaw bring something to this team. Now, Drake has been completely healthy and making plays. Like, Kinlaw... Kinlaw's one of the best... I would imagine one of the better-looking players in the NFL. And when I say that, I mean, in a league full of freaks, like, his size muscle mass height length. weight distribution it just yeah I mean he he looks like if you just drew up like what would you want in just a sweet defensive tackle he would be like you know six, six, 335, but not that long quick twitch line him up anywhere you know you wouldn't be like just six one and a half bendy you know you would you would make him a huge huge human being and the Niners have two of them now. One of them, you know, is a good player. We've seen for years; he's basically, essentially, a team captain. He's sweet. He's turned himself into a fantastic player. I respect the shit out of his just growth as a player. It's remarkable. I would imagine a lot of yeah, people in sure. the I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of people in the NFL, you know, would consider like, yeah, I missed on that guy.
5: I you know, thought it probably, was. A, I
6: didn't like the pick. We were either. doing a show that night. I didn't like the pick. Well, because what did you notice the other day? You know, you do – I guess people do two things on a football field. Some of the quarterbacks and, and punters and kickers do golf swings. He did a little AI crossover. He did the – and then the the little finger roll layup thing? Well, you know, the, the knock on him was, you know, he kind of the bas- basketball mentality. Yeah. And it – it you know, the, we're not talking like 1991 Pistons here. We're talking, you know, in, in football realm, that's kind of a knock on your toughness. It's not a knock on him as a player. But you put him and, and Armstead, or I mean him and Kinlaw next to each other, and you could roll those guys on the field at the same time. And if 97's on the field at the same time, regardless who the other end is. I mean, they got about seven of them. But whether it's Drake, whether it's Amenahu, whether it's Willis, I mean, they, they could roll bodies off the edge with those three guys. It, it probably wouldn't matter. I mean, Kacarek might be able to get you hit going, Haberman. is just a speed rush guy. Right. I, don't do you agree, no. though? If you have those three guys on the field, whoever that other guy is, is probably going to just eat. Yeah. I,
5: I think they are. So that position group, it was deep before, but to your point now, if it's Kinlaw healthy plus Drake Jackson and those aren't your most productive guys or your every snap guys, right? That's pretty high level talented depth. That's. Like I, you, you really see it when when they're all healthy and out there, and I mean Armstead's, you know, not out there right now, but you just see when you start looking, and it's like the twos or the threes, and there's a Menahu who's huge, um, you know, it's it's pretty impressive.
6: Well, what do they it's always say in college? What do they always say in college football? Right, the the biggest differentiating factor at the highest highest level, and why consistently the same teams win the national championship is isn't always they have Trevor Lawrence, even though the t- they did. But y- you don't need to have the number one overall pick at quarterback to win. It's uh, their lines, but specifically their defensive lines. If you look, Ohio State has had about 15 of them. Alabama's had all of them. And now look who has them, Georgia, and who just won the national championship. You know, you would say looking back at the LSU team, little bit of an outlier, but they, they just happen to be built more like an NFL team, like great quarterback, unreal wide receivers, like kind of an unfair squad. I'm not saying their defense was bad, but it, it wasn't quite what consistently wins. And I do think that rings true in the NFL as well. Like good defensive fronts. The knock on Cincinnati last year was like, you know, their O line's not great. And it wasn't. Yeah. Pearl made plays, but their defense was flying around. Hendrickson was an incredible signing for them, right? I mean, they were they were good up front. I mean, the Rams have had a one-man wrecking crew for about half a decade now in Aaron Donald. When you can dominate the point of the Eagles, they ran the Oklahoma offense. But what did they have? They had a good defensive line. They've had one consistently. They won a Super Bowl because they had a good defensive line. The Niners last year, I mean, you would say their defensive line kept them alive at times, right? And even, was it Traverius? I heard someone say this. Actually, it might not have even have been a Niner. Oh, it was J.C. Jackson. Not taking a shot at the Patriots, Honestly, probably more of a compliment of Khalil and, uh, and Joey. He's like, you know, you think I got a lot of picks before. Holy moly, These the defensive line here with those two guys pushing the quarterback, is going to make my job way easier. And imagine if the Niners defensive line. Go on, get to get there too fast. Ball's got to come out for it to be a pick. Imagine if the Niners defensive line was average last year with their DB play at times. It, it could have been. They, they wouldn't have sniffed the playoffs, right? Because guys were wide open and, and their defensive line was bearing down on guys. If they would have had one of those defensive lines, like they're not getting any pressure, it would have been a five year ago Raider defense. We witnessed it. Like we saw it. You and I have been to games. Like no pass rush and you can't cover. Like you're giving up 500 yards a game. And, and I don't care how good your offense is, you can't compete. It's why to win in the NFL and in college, but College is a little more top heavy. There's really there's five six teams that can win it. But in the NFL, there are legitimately a bunch of teams that can win it. As the season goes, like you do need to kind of have a balanced operation. You can have flaws, but your positives need to be able to balance out some of your flaws. Like there's no team that's like you know they have no D line, they can't they do no corners, and they got no running backs. It's like twelve wins. Like you know it's just you got to have a pretty well rounded squad. And that's where the 49ers defense specifically starting with the front and if Kinlaw can come. Again, Kinlaw wasn't just a little like Armstead. He was drafted in the teens based off like three games. Armstead had a longer career, like he had been a several-year starter at Oregon. Kinlaw was a JC transfer who everyone I talked to was like, you know, if you watch the wrong game, he doesn't look that great. But if you watch their three big games, South Carolina, their rivals Clemson, uh, they played Georgia, and I think maybe Florida he was decent that year. Like, those three games, it's like, dominated. It's like, well, how if he can dominate against them? So, those three games basically, and then his body type, it's like, yeah, we he was going to go body like that from the SEC with tape against Clemson and Georgia at a high level. Like, he's just going in the top 25, even with some question marks, knee, long-term production. It, I, I guess ultimately you're at practice. If he stays injured and never lives up to it, I completely understand why you took a swing on that guy, right? I I have much more of a problem with the Solomon Thomases and the Farrells who are like stiff and don't like, I get it. I, I get it. But sometimes those are the hardest ones of stomachs. Like, please, God, just get to the field. Part of like the when you whiff on a player, like, this guy stinks. <laughs> you know? so all the, They're just praying like, get this guy in the field. Get this guy. The opposite, the field. right? What Chris Cassaric said the other day.
5: So he was excited to have him, but he just you just want him on the field because you feel like you know what will happen if he's on the field, right? I think that's probably how Chris Kaserik feels. I know what's going to happen if this guy's on the field.
6: He's going to be a productive player for me. And remember when before he got hurt, he flashed over the his couple you know, his limited playing time in his career, yeah. like all of a sudden, yeah. damn, Killer.
5: <laughs> one of my favorite parts of a Niner practice or any going to any practice is when the best players come onto the field. But when you have a practice, it's like 11 guys line change, right? It's like hockey style, full line change. In a game in the NFL, there's a sub here, a sub there. One guy runs off, one guy runs on. But in a practice, when the ones just jog onto the field together and you just look at them, you'd say, that defensive group looks like a defensive group for a 13-14 win team because it's yes, Emmanuel Mosley, Richard Sherman's favorite player. Trevarius Ward, one of the best free agent cornerbacks this last class, they got him. Then it's the bodies, Bosa, Armstead, right, who have been really productive players, Press whichever interior linemen they're bringing on as well who have been productive. If you had Kinlaw and Drake Jackson, you'd go first round or second or second round or third rounder, Drake Jackson, whatever he was. In the
6: second round, yeah.
5: Linebackers. I mean, that group is, you know, it's not Bowman and Willis, like you've said, but Fred's fantastic. And the other two, Al Shire and Greenlaw are really good.
6: Albert, Albert Jimmy, Brewer was back practice yesterday. He tweeted. He thought that they had the chance to be the best linebacker group in the league. He's been. To all okay.
5: I mean, Al Shire's always got two two just Jersey up abs popping out and just elbow guards on each sleeve. Like you say, looks like Barry Bonds. And then Jimmy Ward, one of the most versatile safeties in the league. Like. That's what one of the best defenses in the NFL looks like. And they have it. They have it. And but yes. but anyway, the but like when Kinlaw's out there, it it just if he's he just adds, there, he
6: adds to the unit. Without question. Like there is no question. Like, does he even belong with this group? Like, yeah. And they know it, right? You can tell the way Armstead boasts, like, they're no dummies. That's the thing. The team knows it right they they want that guy to play and yeah you know it's the hard part about i i think being a gm you know when the doctor's like you know degenerate knee well can he is he gonna can he play four seasons does he never really get to play us make it through a season he's gonna be a pretty big test case yeah can we count on him or not availability the best ability Felt like today was the most snaps I've seen him play. Does that feel like to you? Just thinking about it. Yeah, I feel like in the. I I thought it was his. I I thought Friday
5: was. I don't think it was Friday. Was that he was? I thought he had great body. Not that I. You know, I don't. We. I don't like to go over the top with body language doctor stuff, but I like playing body language doctor. As do you. Most people do. I thought he was. I thought he. He looked like he was having a good time today. There have been some other practices, even this year. There was one where he was padded. Where he like go in for a snap and then they'd pull him back out and he would just kind of be standing off to the side on his own. I thought he was he he was pretty fired up and engaged. I'm not you saying he I... wasn't engaged. I'm not gonna pretend like I'd watch every one of his snaps over the first last week and a half, but I just I thought
6: he he looked like he was feeling good today. You know where I think body language does matter though, and I, I think I, I noticed it I just had the second TV on. I turned on the TV the other day and it, it was just my second TV had the uh NFL network on, and it was the Raider game. Yeah. And it was the second half. And, but they, you know, it was, they, the broadcast has given up on the football. It was more about like interviewing people, showing the Raider sideline a lot. And you see it a lot in preseason games. Like you can just tell confident players, like it was Crosby, Devontae, and Derek. You know how you just carry yourself like, I'm in a fucking NFL yeah. stud. Yeah. And I think if you, when you go to these practices, like Trent carries himself, Bosa carries himself like that, Eric carries himself like that, Kittle. I think today and even on Friday, like him around those guys, it feels like, and part of, you know, the grant blow up, you know, he felt like he's getting kicked when he's down and you could see it when they got, they argued, like, it's like he had lost his confidence because he is, how does he prove it to everyone? Like you guys are acting like I'm some scrub. I'd fucking beat up half the NFL. Like I, I just give me a chance. I'll shut everyone up. And now that I think he probably feels like I'm back, I'm playing, I'm not hurt. I don't feel pain. Like, watch out. I'm and he starts of guys carrying again. himself like one of those guys. Cause in his mind, I'm a blue chipper. I'm a top fifteen pick. I'm I'm bigger than everyone out here except one human being that's like team captain and makes eighteen million dollars a year in Armstead, right? How in his mind does he not view like, what? <laughs> How's this not gonna be successful? As long as I'm pain free. And then and then Cassaric's in his ear, like, time to time to eat, buddy. Literally and figuratively. And, and when you're a first-round pick, usually a lot's asked of you, right? I, you got to think, like, if you're
5: him, if you're Kasarek, you're telling him, look, man, we don't – I don't need you to go get seven and a half sacks. Like, that's not what you're here to do. Other, we got other people to go do that. I know it feels like all eyes are on you because you're a first-rounder and there's a lot of pressure and you've been hurt and all this other stuff, but you don't have to do it all. Like, that, I think – I don't know. That'd be part of my message. like, man, just just start with – one. just – Square one. That's all we need. Yeah, we got you got a lot of help,
6: right? There are a lot of people around here to help you. Not everyone needs ayahuasca to get into a good place. You know, not everyone needs. Was it ayahuasca or Just waska. I, I, I think I just screwed that up. I don't know.
5: Will Anderson, Alabama team photo. If you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and not watching it, the photo is just. I didn't realize he was tight. standing next to him. Bryce Young just smiling so happy. If you're listening to this podcast, you don't know what we're talking about. Look, just go to the, go to Twitter, type in Will Anderson, and look at the death stare
6: in the Alabama team photo. It'll, you know it looks like he's wearing, like, eyeliner, <clears throat> too. You know what's going to be a huge talking point all year? He's going to get the Zion treatment. Why is he playing? Why is he playing? Yeah. I had someone tell me close to the program, he didn't take any NIL last year, not because he wasn't worth seven figures. He didn't want it to ruin his focus. I've heard he is a serious dude. Like, he is just there to kick the shit out of anyone in a different color jersey in front of him. You know why he plays football? He loves football. I'm telling you, guy, it is going to be, and God forbid, if he were to get even dinged up like a rolled ankle. It, your Twitter account on Saturday afternoon when Alabama was playing, media would have a field day. What is he doing? And he – you look in those eyes, you think that guy – Wants to leave Alabama and go train in Malibu and lift weights while they're playing football. Let's look at that guy's eyes. That guy wants to hunt, and he and why wouldn't he? No one can block him. Six four two forty three at last, uh, according to Wiki. Let's check this out. Do you know what would be cool? It would just be a big win for like football football guys, non quarterbacks. Heisman Trophy winner. No, he's so good. Let's just say it's like. He just has the same, like a similar season, like last year where he's just unblockable, you know, let's say he gets 20 sacks or something, even though the quarterbacks are viewed really good. He's like, I just got to take this guy. Number one, <laughs> he goes above the quarterbacks to a quarterback needy team. Is that possible or impossible? I think it, I think it's possible if he's just viewed like this guy might be one of the best players in the history of the NFL.
5: Yeah. I think it's very possible. I you know, we do this every year. You and I, we go through the list of teams that really could draft a quarterback, and it's it always feels like no one has a quarterback, and yet usually that list is like nine teams, right? Would the Jets take a quarterback high? Eh. Um, but it's just it's you know the C- Seahawks would like to get up there. There, there are bad teams who have young quarterbacks, Lions. You know, Jacksonville, whatever.
6: Well, the Lions, I wouldn't. The Lions take the quarterback. I'm saying the Lions would take a quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, would take a quarterback, yeah. Oh, you're saying the bad teams, like if the Jags, they're not taking a quarterback? Right. I got you. But, yeah, I don't think it's Oh, you're, a you're saying if like a team with a quarterback is the one, you're just like, I'm not trading this pick, I'll just take this guy? Yeah. Because
5: That I hasn't guess you, happened
6: in a long time. You'd have to go back
5: probably from one to three. It feels like both these quarterbacks, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, could go back to back, right? And who knows? Long ways away. But uh, Brown's taking
6: Garrett. Yeah, who went two in that draft, though? Where oh, did Miles so- Garrett go? No, Bosa's no. and Kyler Murray's. Uh, 2017?
5: 17. So was there a receiver, uh, quarterback go to there?
6: Oh, he oh Trubisky? yeah, yeah, that's Solomon Thomas. But but, but the difference is it, that was Deshaun and and uh, and Patrick. Though it, to me, if Deshaun and Patrick were turned out to be what those guys were like three years in, Miles Garrett goes third, right? Yeah, but
5: did the Browns need a quarterback that year? Probably they always do.
6: They didn't uh, have a quarterback. Yeah, probably like seventeen. Because the previous year, they said Carson Wentz wasn't a top-20 player, which, you know, Dee Podesta's age well. Uh, well. The next year, they had tanked. But, see, here's my thing. That draft, those three quarterbacks, it's easy to go back. Patrick Mahomes. No, it's true. But a quarterback went to. The wrong one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess here would be a better way to put it. If Miles Garrett or Will Anderson were in a draft with a a draft class that had Trevor Lawrence, you know, or something like that, like a guy that's just viewed as a 100% number one overall pick. That's what I want. But the player is viewed as even better than Trevor Lawrence. Like, this guy's going to be the best player in NFL history. Like, I, I think that's what Will Anderson could be talked about. Like, he could be the best pass rusher of all time. You just know how the hype grows. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's true, but I can see Dan Campbell. Like, let's just take him. It might be
5: right. It might cost him his job, but he might be right. Right. You're not. As somebody pointed out here, uh, sway on the stream. The Browns drafted Baker the next year.
6: So they had back to back. Number one. Remember, because they were they were tanking for like a couple of years. But well, do you I remember the point is like
5: Miles Garrett, generational pass rusher, didn't get them. To the playoffs, right? Well, like I think Will Anderson could, wouldn't get the
6: Lions to the playoffs on his own. Well, and this is why you take the quarterback. Remember, Steve Kime, he's like, you know, I went, he talked about the Kyler Murray thing when I when I watched him. And even once I really fell in love with him, I, I lost sleep knowing we were going to pass on Nick Bosa. But if they had Nick Bosa and just Mariota or whoever the hell would be their quarterback now, because right. Rosen wouldn't be there anymore, they wouldn't be yeah. as good. They would have right? lost, they wouldn't have won double digit games last year. They would not be in the playoffs, so I guess I just made my own point. You just, if you think, hell, I don't, you know, Kyler Murray, but if you if you think the guy's Kyler Murray, you just got to take Kyler Murray over Nick Bosa, because isn't that a good example? Yeah, if you think he's Kyler Murray, that's a great example. Like, does every team in the league do you have to take Kyler Murray over Nick Bosa, even factoring what Kyler Murray brings to the table and how pretty yeah. easy Nick Bosa? Well. <laughs> Now that you factor everything in.
5: But can can you on draft
6: night, if just two years out, you know, one guy can just be a playoff level quarterback and the other guy's just one of the best pass rushers. Can you take Nick Bosa over Kyler Murray and just be potentially quarterbackless?
5: You know, I want to say no, but do we look back in two years and go, well, that wasn't the difficult decision that we thought it was or the easy decision to take Kyler
6: that we thought it was? But, here's, but you can't factor in Nick on the Niners because they've had quarterback. You have to factor in the Cardinals don't have a quarterback or they have Kyler Murray. Well, what I'm saying is if they like, never make the playoffs again, yeah, it's an easier Or just if in
5: thing. two years it's just the red flags that we have now turn out to really mean something with him. That he's not talented enough to overcome the fact that you know his teammates, he don't think he's a leader and he doesn't watch film.
6: Whoever were to do it, it it would take enormous stones, right? (laughs) It would. Because the easiest thing to do, especially it's not easy. If you do believe the guy's going to be a good quarterback, the value chart, the quarterback overall, right? Because the next two positions are like left tackle and pass rusher. Like you take the quarterback over Trent Williams or Nick Bosa, if you believe he's a playoff quarterback. That's what you have to do. That is the value. Of, that's It's not even arguable. Dee Podesta wouldn't argue. If you think the guy's the top 15, to, not top 15, probably top 10 quarterback potential, you don't have a
5: choice. Which he is. He's a potential MVP. Like He has been an MVP-level candidate Yep, yeah.
6: in his career. You say what you want, like he's got some issues. That's a pretty talented one-two in a draft, right? Kyler Nick Bosa. Not all of them are like that, John, as we saw this last draft. Well, that's way better than Miles Mitch Trubisky. Now you could say Mitch shouldn't have gone two. He did, though. Yeah, that was their pick. That's a bad
5: one, two, three. Tim on the stream asks, worst team this year, Carolina or Houston? I'm gonna go with Ooh, it's tough. I might go with Carolina on this. Both have had solid defenses at times. I can see both being a little better than people think.
6: You think? I can see both being like kind of frisky. Probably Houston more than Carolina. I think Carolina could get weird fast. I saw a headline in NFL.com like he will not choose a quarterback till after two preseason games minimum or something. I was like, okay. That's but what I talked about like the other day. I mean, in fairness, like we also he got know? mad
5: at Robbie Anderson. We're not a team that stretches the ball out over the goal line. But isn't that a thing? I don't think he, I don't th- the way I read it. I don't think it was like the don't dive at the pylon. I thought it was like you just hold the ball in your arm and run across the goal line.
6: But I could be wrong. Oh, Maybe it was. Oh, oh, it wasn't the Pat Hill, Marlon Moore, like when a guy's tackling you. That's Derek what I. Carr, Derek Carr on the road. Oh, because I saw Andrew Hawkins was making fun of him, and I was like, isn't that just like a go-to coach thing? Because it's a turnover. But I think it was a like a, more we don't sense. we
5: don't do it that way.
6: Oh, like, Not he's so much, touch, like, it's, like, like he's walking into the end zone.
5: Yeah, there's a right way and a wrong way to score. I think it was more that than don't make the
6: mistake of, you know, Belichick will cut you if you put your arm out. Okay, if that's the case, then I'm going to short them even harder. I, I just, I don't know why, just when I saw ball over the end zone, I'm like, why is everyone so mad? Isn't that a massive coaching point? But I did see his, I did read one sentence of his quote that was kind of like tough guy. I was like, well. Yeah, that's exactly. It was more tough guy than coaching. It's a legitimate coaching point. Because yeah. Andrew Hawkins Don't was making fun of him zone. like the way you're describing it, not the way that I assumed. Yeah. Uh, did you see the... That's a huge... That's a huge college thing, isn't it? Yeah,
1: like that you get mindset.
6: But I'm just saying that mindset of college, you know, holding the ball. But I'm just saying like that, his mind, like the way he yep. thinks. Like this is going to represent the type of team and people we
5: are. And because we're going to do things the right way, we're going to win football games. Yeah. Humble. We're going to score with humility. Kind of that type of shit. You know, like the greatest scorers of all time, for the most part, don't score with humility. They open their arms as they cross the
6: goal line because they guy, score a lot of touchdowns. Guy, Deshaun Jackson dropped the ball at like the five-yard line.
5: <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> That's not a score. <laughs> well, it wasn't even then. Uh, Nikhil Airy, ankle injury, according to uh, Jeremy Fowler, appears to be, quote-unquote,
6: severe. Niners' week 1 opponent by the way.
0: What Do is Do you their- think uh
6: Mosley and Ward were losing much sleep about covering? Uh No, what is their receiver depth chart? Their best players Mooney, um the tight end from Notre Kyle Dame, Yeah, he's gone. Uh Devin Hester retired a long time ago. I you know they 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 are terrible. I to me the Houston Carolina St. Brown. Oh, Dante Pettis is there, Tajay Sharp. Dante Pettis is on the Chicago Bears. Bears. I wonder if Hightower wants him for returns or something. Oh, oh oh my God. What about special teams? Would it be pretty ironic if he scored a fake something touchdown? Dante, if him and
5: Hightower just like smoking cigars and just pounding scotch and just going like, we are going to show
6: these guys. I think they're my pick for worst team in the league. That would be pretty funny, though. I. I would root for. I'm. I already think I haven't even really looked at the week one lines. There's the week one lines just tend not to be that big. It'll be like six or seven. I think the Niners beat them by like twenty five. I agree. I think that's our week one lock of the week. I wouldn't mind like a forty to seven, and the seven is like a fake field goal flip touchdown from Hightower. Just be a fun moment. Be a, be just a sarcastic in a big victory. Could, Could be you fun. imagine if
5: Hightower went selfish? Like, tried to pull something off and it didn't work. Would Uber Flues just fire him on the spot?
6: Yeah. What if he went fake, but as he's flipping it, a Niner picks it and goes the other way? That Would that be funnier than Hightower scoring against the Niners? I think funnier to be us. Funny. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Bears, the Bears uh, not the Bears funny to bad. Brian
5: Schneider. You know, like, that's a big game for Brian Schneider. You have to be better than Hightower, Niners' new uh, special teams coach.
6: Oh yeah, like it'd be funny because tweet, tweet Hightower, but it wouldn't be funny. Like, well, we just pick up where we left off. Oh, there's gonna if there's a week one Hightower tweet moment, my like a block what, block punt, just something remember, that is a clear moment. Well, remember Snyder kind of owns Hightower, right? I mean, kicked he was at yeah, Seattle for a last long year. Time. Yeah, I
5: mean that's yeah, it's true.
6: He's got him. Got him last year with a walk-in punt touchdown from 70 yards. Unheard of. I mean, you could watch high school, college, in the NFL. It's rare to see a fake punt go that untouched, that far. Might have been 75. It was so long. I just remember like, where are the Niners? Where are the players? I didn't even feel like the guy was running that fast. It was crazy. That, that was his most egregious error of the year, that play. Because at least Norman didn't listen to anybody. You know, now you could argue you can't put him on the field if he doesn't know what he's doing. Remember the fake punt Norman, like sprinted the wrong way. I do remember. And I but I, I put that on Josh Norman, veteran as much as anybody, even though like you there. shouldn't put him out there. The Seattle thing was just, I just remember the guy going so far with no one around him.
5: Belichick, Daniel Jones, what? terrible throw, John, gone viral. Uh, if you're listening to this, he misses, uh, I don't know, badly um michael lombardi's we called jimmy g that's how <laughs> bad this throw was
6: <laughs> i do i would probably avoid uh stadium practices the, the stadium practices because even if you have the golf guys throwing up like no cell phones with a thing that says quiet please," uh ain't a soul listening to you in the stadium right because that's not, that's not coming from a media member there. That's, those signs in the stadium practice? No, too? no, 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 no. no. I, I'm just saying even if they, on the ticket, it says please don't, or even if they attempted, nobody's listening. Guy, okay, No one yeah. listens with the signs at practice, really. Where do all the videos in go Niner's viral practice? At practice? Yeah.
5: For people who don't, at Niner's practice, they have signs that say, please no photos or videos yeah. to the fans. The same
6: sign a dude would hold at the Augusta that says quiet, they hold it just yeah. says no phones or videos. Yeah. I guess people, if they didn't hold it, maybe there would be more videos. But there are still consistent videos. Yeah, maybe from the you would, some people would
5: just be live streaming from the stands.
6: Yeah, I mean, hell, I mean I'd go up there and sit. Now, that is. A they, they're going to be. They're going to be pretty terrible. I, I know someone that went to this practice as a fan that said it was pretty ugly. Right. Really? Yeah. You know that the bills. Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean's first year, where this GM was his assistant, their first season was pretty bad. They had the most dead cap space in like league history. They just completely ate it and kind of sucked, and it kind of reset their franchise, and now they're a powerhouse. So yeah, to yeah, me, that's maybe that's the move. Yeah, you just kind of reset it and just suck. I I that's don't rough. think if you're them, you fuck with Jimmy G, do you? You just let Daniel Jones just go down No, for for why well is
5: he gonna put you in the playoffs your 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 team's bad to begin with you haven't come this far to then slightly upgrade he's definitely an upgrade but a slight upgrade I mean I think he's a he is not a slight upgrade over Daniel Jones but your
6: team in terms of wins and losses does not suddenly become some like division winner I think you're more likely like next year even if you draft one of these kids in the top five, if you don't think that kid is ready, or even at the time, if you don't know if you're drafting like third, what quarterback you're going to get, you sign Jimmy like one year, 24 million, just to kind of get you as you're like, What well, I mean, is, remember Glenn, four million. Like, well, inflation Glenn is going to gonna like get a raise. 17. Well, Not really a raise, but well, what's the going rate for the one year bridge quarterback. Who's not good not like a $45 million guy, but not a $7 million guy. There's, I thought it was net. like, what did Andy Dalton get a couple of years ago? 13? Jimmy's better than he was then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I go off Glennon several years ago, got like 16. So does is one year 20? You th- you don't think Jimmy ever sniffs a number like that again? I don't think he gets a number with a two in the front of it again. It's got to be tough, man, going from like 25 to all of a sudden like six. Like six of, well, I'm still making six, but it's a there's a big difference in your direct deposits. I know.
5: Still a lot, but. It's true. Like you used to get those 25s, whatever that check breaks down to, and just be like, I could just go, you know, I could take the change in this check and go buy me a Range Rover. You get the six million. You just got to think about some of the decisions you make, maybe a
6: little bit more. You have taxes up, like how much I really want to put away. Like you used to just put away six million you know right you know like yeah i just every year i put away five
5: uh rams chargers this week at sofi stadium john on saturday night you want to (laughs) go um who's the broncos backup quarterback couldn't tell you This is where you start looking for interesting backups. You
6: know, but again, see, I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> this. Brett podcast Rippin. Is over. Brett podcast is Rippin. Over.
5: <laughs> Brett Rippin. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward.